It's always your fault. This is Good Morning Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. My name is Nate Thurston, and across from me is Mr. Charles Chuck Thompson. How's it going today, Chuck? Nate Yeehaw Thurston. Yeehaw Thurston. For those of y'all who aren't watching right now, I got my dumb bleeps hat on right now. Oh, that's what it's called now. It's my dumb this bleep is hat. This dumb bleep hat. Hmm. Uh, side story, this used to be called my Randy Dean hat. I don't know why, but when I switched into tour manager mode while we were on tour and I told everyone what to do, they didn't want to be mad at me, so they gave me an alternate person personality alter ego randy named dean. randy dean who would wear this hat and then tell everyone what time we had to leave and all of that kind of stuff so which was all the time that was you my were. job most of the time <laughs> unless we had a, a tour manager with us which you know was nice to have that person there so everyone could get mad at that person exactly for being mad about stuff so mm-hmm. oh hey this is good morning liberty we talk about life liberty and the pursuit of meaning and also personal stories Yes. Got to tell those personal stories. This is the Personal Story Liberty podcast. It, it This is where you go for all of your best personal stories, mm-hmm. of our best personal stories. I even shared a video of my own son last night. You did in the live so. group, which people can have access to by going to goodmorningliberty.locals.com yeah. and chipping in as little as five bucks a month so they can hang out and vote on the dumb bleeps today. It's dumb bleep of the week, which means we finally get to talk about dumb things that have been happening this week. We've been Mr. and Mr. Positivity this whole week, and now we got to get real with everyone. Also... Another thing that we're doing, if you're not part of the live group, is you don't get to know what the vote is. What? Who doesn't? Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, Who the winner is. Yeah. Yeah, They don't get to know know who the winner is. Yeah. I'm glad you- And I think we should throw in a secret dumb bleep, like like another one. We did an extra one last week. Yeah. Yeah. So the the live group, those are the signed up. Um, on locals, goodmorningliberty.locals.com, they get all the extras. Mm-hmm, okay, they mm-hmm. get the pre-show, which we were watching the Rittenhouse trial. Uh, they get the post-show. They get when when we're able to. Okay, mm-hmm. this show is all about when we want to. All right, <laughs> and then they also get an extra dumb bleep, and they get to vote. Yeah, and find out what the uh, the results were. Absolutely. The rest of y'all that don't sign up for just a measly five dollars a month, which is basically zero. Yeah. It's the cost basis is <laughs> it's essentially zero. Yeah. It's been five for a couple of years now, which mm-hmm. means this has gotten really cheap. It's basically nothing. Uh, inflation has eroded away the money that we are making from this. So everyone chip in. Go sign up. 505 for us. All right. Let's get going here. I'll do a dumb bleep number one. We were just watching the written house trial with everyone in the group. And I've had a hard time understanding this one. I'll tell you what, this is from yesterday. And I don't, I don't quite understand. All right. I don't quite understand, but here's what everyone was saying. The biased judge in the Rittenhouse trial just made a thinly veiled anti-Asian comment. When asked when lunch was coming, he said, I hope the Asian food isn't on one of those boats in Long Beach Harbor. Meaning he was wanting his food and he didn't want it to be stuck in the harbor and not able to be delivered. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Because, and then they said, because all Asian food comes from China, like the boats. Aha. Well, that would also cover a lot of other Asian countries. 
Um, yeah, I thought that, that was pretty funny. We'll just keep going. This was big news yesterday. The national news was all over this freaking thing, and I just don't quite understand. Uh, from This is from the Washington Post. I believe Judge and Kyle Rittenhouse trial faces backlash from Asian food joke. Quote, definitely not okay. Just he said a joke. As the court in the murder trial, Kyle Rittenhouse was set to adjourn for lunch Thursday. Judge Bruce thought it was a good time to joke about whether their food would get there on time. He said, I hope the Asian food isn't coming for one of those boats in the Long Beach Harbor. The comments, which appeared to refer to the supply chain backlog at the ports of Los Angeles and Long Beach, were met with backlash from critics who said the judge made a thinly veiled anti-Asian comment. Questioning how Schroeder could oversee a trial with racial implications and make a joke at the expense of Asians and Asian Americans. Because it's at the expense of Asians, not the actual <laughs> supply chain issue. What the heck? This is... I was, I, I was reading these things in just disbelief this morning. I couldn't believe that like this is something that people went with. Is it anti-Asian to say Asian food or to make a joke about... Things coming from Asia being stuck in ports and you want your, if anything, it's not racist because he, what he's saying is he really loves this food and he hopes it's not stuck in the harbor. But anyway, this is really dumb. That's why it's in Dumb Believe of the Week. Uh, another, see, this was CNN. Judge and Kyle Rittenhouse trial makes inappropriate Asian food joke. The judge presiding over the homicide trial of Kyle Rittenhouse confused observers after making a strange and off-color joke inside the courtroom. He said what we said. He said, Schroeder, a long ser- the longest-serving active judge in Wisconsin's trial courts appeared to be referring to the supply chain backlogs, but his comments were offensive and perceived as anti-Asian by some and as placing blame on Asian people for a large-scale event. That's what I heard, was him placing blame on Asian people in general. I mean, how... How offended are you? Yeah, I'm, oh yeah, I'm very offended. Yeah. I can't believe he mentioned my people like that. Mm -hmm. I just can't believe, I did post on Twitter that as an Asian, I just like to say that the judge said nothing wrong. (laughs) Okay. So I went and I talked to all of my people that there were out there. And um, apparently uh, the John Yang, who's president and executive director of Asian Americans Advancing Justice, the AAJC, by the way, he said, it harms our community and puts us in the crosshairs of microaggressions (laughs) as well as actual physical violence. Actual physical violence. Yeah. I want my general sows right now. (laughs) Bring it over here. Freaking Asians. And obviously it's Asians fault that our country can't figure out how to import things from other countries. Mm. You know, that's people in Asia's fault. That's what he meant. Yeah. The the boats are sitting out there, by the way. Mm hmm. So it's they've they've made their way from the Asian countries. Oh my Plus, gosh. That's just so absurd to draw this conclusion. And also, if you're in the crosshairs of microaggressions, what who cares? Like who cares if people are saying bad things about you? Yeah. But what I, I don't even understand how that's a thing. Also like mentioning like saying Asian food. Remember it became it started to be bad to even say Asian food. Like that's that's wrong also. You can't even say that. But then also somehow you're blaming <clears throat> Asian people. This is going to cause violence. Next time I want hibachi, I'm, like Trickle D says here, 
Trickle D says Charlie's going to punch Nate when he's craving Chinese food, which I find offensive because Nate's Japanese. <laughs> so really, it would be like hibachi That's or, true. or sushi, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is Americanized Japanese. So yeah. I'm still I, mad about the bombs. If I want sushi, then that's what it, I'm going to be so upset at you. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to microaggress against you. And I'm going to macroaggress against you with my fist. <laughs> Straight to the dome. Macroaggressions. Yeah. Okay, but uh, so that's dumb bleep number one. But don't don't worry. On the same day, the the press was also running cover for Joe Biden because of something that he said that some people found could potentially be inappropriate. Mm. And so they're they don't decide what people mean by their comments based on their potential political beliefs no. at all. They don't run cover for certain people or anything like that. <laughs> not at all. Okay. So anyway, Charlie, like the, if you don't vote for me, you're not black. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's not something that wasn't racist. Look, no. what he really meant was you're not you know, black. This is, this is, <laughs> so this happened on the same day. He's not racist. Cause he's talking to people who aren't black. Did this really happen on the same day? Yeah. 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 They, yeah. <laughs> same time. This is hilarious. All mm-hmm. right. So dumb bleep number one was um, all of the, the, what would you call it? The hoopla. The ridiculousness. The, the absolute insane correlation between the judge making a joke about the supply chain mm-hmm. and correlating that with, obviously, he hates agent, Asians. Uh, we could play the clip before you read the article. If yeah, you so want let's to. go with dumb bleep number two, which is going to be Joe Biden. It'll be the media running interference for Joe Biden. Yeah. Now I'm not so, saying I know what Joe Biden meant or what he, if he misspoke or anything. I'm just saying, what does the media do when situations like this happen? Thank you for your service to our country. And I just want to tell you, I know you're a little younger than I am, but, uh, you know, I've adopted the attitude of the great Negro at the time, pitcher in the Negro Leagues went on to become a great pitcher in the pros into the but uh, you know I've adopted the attitude of the great Negro at the time pitcher in the Negro Leagues went on to become we got to take a break and talk about our sponsor BetterHelp is there something interfering with your happiness something preventing you from achieving your goals I've gone through this before Charlie's gone through this before he uses BetterHelp himself I've gone and talked to counselors before. Sometimes maybe you're being a little bit too hard on yourself. Maybe there's a different perspective that you need to look out for. Taking care of your mental health is something that is very important and it's also very possible. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You're going to connect in a safe and private online environment. So much more convenient than fighting traffic, going into the office somewhere. You just get on the app and talk to someone. You can start talking to them in under 24 hours. This is not some self-help app. This is actual professional counseling. You can send a message to your counselor anytime, and you're going to get a timely and thoughtful response. And you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, all without ever having to go to that freaking waiting room. BetterHelp is committed to giving you great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if you need to. 
If they match you up with someone and you don't like them, you can switch over to someone else. It's more affordable than actually going into the office because you're just doing it over an app. And this is available worldwide. You got expertise in so many different areas, depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family, grief, self-esteem, anything you share is confidential. This is very convenient. It's professional. It's affordable because you're doing it through an app instead of going into the office. You can go to the website and check out the testimonials. And by the way, this is not a crisis line. So many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. There's a reason for that because a lot of people are using this app to get help. If you want to start living a happier life today as a listener, you get 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com GML. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. That's betterhelp.com slash GML. Okay. So <laughs> this headline. Now, this is all about the interference the media is running because right. I don't know what he meant by it, but, you know, maybe he misspoke. Who knows? The headline is no Joe Biden did not refer to Satchel Page as a Negro during Ve- Veterans Day speech. Yes, he did. <laughs> he actually did. He literally did. He literally said the great Negro. But yeah. then he clarified. He was like, oh, I meant a pitcher from the Negro League, mm-hmm. which is fine that he clarified the statement because that's what it was called back then. It was called the Negro League. That's That was the name for it. Okay. But he literally did say he did refer to him. Before he changed, before he clarified his statement, conservative critics falsely claim (laughs) that President Joe Biden referred to legendary pitcher Satchel Paige as a Negro during a Veterans Day speech, barely more than a week after pulling the same bit on Biden and Pope Francis. (laughs) Variations on the same claim spread like wildfire among verified conservative Twitter users Thursday that the president had referred to the late Hall of Famer as the great Negro at the time. Some even including a clip that plainly reveals the falsehood of the attack. It plainly (laughs) reveals the falsehood. (laughs) What actually happened is that the president was wishing Ambassador Donald Blinken a happy birthday during his Veteran Day speech and injected one of his favorite stories, a roundabout way of saying that you're only as old as you feel. I've adopted the attitude of the great Negro at the time, pitcher in the Negro Leagues, went on to become a great pitcher in the pros in Major League Baseball after Jackie Robinson. The president obviously began to say great Negro League pitcher. Obviously. Obviously. That's what I'm saying. And what I'm saying is maybe he did. Maybe that is what happens. What's egregious to me is the fact checking and what the media does when it's someone who is of their political persuasion. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is an old whataboutism, but what would they do if Trump said the exact same words? Exact same. White supremacist? Yeah. Literally white supremacy. Man, it's annoying. I don't, I think I cut you off before you finished it, but. No, it's fine. Go ahead. Okay. So that's pretty ridiculous. And then, so this is where they gaslight you. They're so good at this right here. Okay. Uh, But then he paused and shifted to saying, at the time, pitcher in the Negro Leagues, which was, in fact, the name of the league that black players formed when they were shut out of Major League Baseball. That's what we were talking about at the beginning. That this needs to be explained is beyond absurd. Yeah. So the fact that that, that they have to explain it, what he actually meant. Like, look, 
I'm going to print exactly what he said, but let me tell you what he meant. I it. will tell you yes. what he clearly and meant then when I'll he said it. I'll make sure you know that for me to have to explain it to you is absolutely absurd. Mm-hmm. Never mind the fact that they do the same thing on the same day. Yeah. But this is, if, man. But the thing about it is, what I think is happening is that these the media is writing for their silos, right? It's like you have to, and we learned this when we were doing the the rehumanizing project. Mm-hmm. Okay, we learned this talking to some liberals and talking to conservatives and talking to libertarians, um, just regular everyday people. That basically the way I think the way our algorithms are structured, most people don't do what we do. Most people don't. They stick with one thing that they agree with, right? And then they get trapped in this silo. It's like, oh well, if you like. If you like Trump, then you'll like Mark Levin. And if you like Mark Levin, then you'll like Rush Limbaugh. And if you like Limbaugh, then you'll like all these people. They get in this silo where they only hear one side. Same thing on the left. And so I think what they really do is they write all this for their for their for their silo. Mm-hmm. And what what a lot of people don't do is they don't pull from both sources and realize what they're doing is just pure manipulation and gaslighting. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And you're right. They are. They're right into their base for sure. That's uh, that's what's happening. And and it's it's pretty annoying, especially coming on the same day where the judge was racist for saying Asian food in the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. It's uh, it's just pretty ridiculous. And it makes me think that that's maybe why so many people went with that uh, story, because they wanted to do that. Now, uh, one thing I did want to point out, and this is the important this is what happens when you uh police speech or or speech changes over time whether through force or through just the culture changing or whatever um magoo was saying that negro was the preferred term by martin luther king and uh, surprised that they're not leaning that way like saying oh he's just speaking like the great dr martin luther king and that's you know he sits at home listening to martin luther king jr speeches so long all day that he just it's ingrained in him saying saying negro but the thing is, like, that's what what's the rule? You know, is it is it culturally appropriate to say things or is it not culturally appropriate to say certain things? And people that are libertarians or even on the right are not the ones that are changing all of the things that you're supposed to say. Mm-hmm. OK, so eventually you run into being a victim of your own nonsensory. The conservatives, malarkey. the conservatives are only calling this out because of what's happened to them. Yeah, they're trying to emulate cancel culture because they've cancel culture has happened to them. And then because it's happened to them and then they're trying to do the same thing, then the original provocateur. There you go. Okay. Is the one being like, oh, you can't do that. Yeah. What? Yeah. What? It's like, well, will you do it? No, we don't do that. Yeah. You know, you're doing it. That's when you get in this vicious cycle of political death that we're in. Yeah. And then you're like, well, I'm not talking about what I did. It's about what you did. And yep. this is, this is something that just, you know, ends in, it, it ends in not going well. Sticking on everything is racist here for a minute. That was dumb bleep number two, uh, Joe Biden Negro. <laughs> dumb bleep number three. Uh, it's okay to be white posters spark investigation. This is from the, uh, let's see, Basingstoke. I don't know, but I know this is from the BBC. We'll see here in a second. Um, so, This sparks an investigation, this poster right here that you guys can see on the screen, a poster. It simply says, it's okay to be white. (coughs) All right. 
Posters saying it's okay to be white have sparked a police investigation. They were found on lampposts in two roads in Basingstoke and near Basingstoke College of Technology. Hampshire was alerted. Oh, cons- I don't know what the I don't know what those freaking Brits say when they're when they're saying this. You know, I know they're talking about the police. Constabulary. I don't care. I don't agree with that word. It's racist. Constabulary. Constabulary was alerted to the posters by a resident on Thursday. And you said, know the Hampshire constabulary. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay. On Thursday, and said they were being treated as a hate incident. <laughs> a hate incident. Mm. The poster says it's okay to be white. They're being treated as a hate incident. Basingstoke and Dean Borough Council or Dean Borough Council has arranged for the posters to be removed. They probably had a whole meeting about it and they have a subcommittees of poster removal and the Ministry of Poster Removal is out there doing doing their thing. Engineers to how to properly remove the tape. <laughs> right. They have, These they are have literally, laws. They have to make sure it's a union thing so someone has to be standing there watching them do it while they're taking it down. It's literally yeah. a piece of white paper taped to a bowl. Yeah, all it is. A resident said, but they've arranged for them to be removed. A resident, Preya Brown, said these tactics are divisive and they have no place in today's world. They're tactics that are used to divide deliberately by neo-Nazi groups and white supremacy groups. It started in the U.S., but we have seen it here in the U.K. Now, when the hell does someone over in the U.K. get to blame Nazism starting in the U.S.? First off, okay. You talk to your neighbors about that shit, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Second off, the poster says it's okay to be white. Where's the where's the hate incident that occurred right there? What what if a what if a black person put up the posters? Like, yeah. hey, I got a lot of white friends. They've been made to feel bad about themselves for things that people two hundred years ago did and more. And I just want to let them know it's okay to be white. Is it not okay to be white? Right. Right. That's what I want to ask. It's not. What's the alternative? It's not okay to be white. It's it's definitely not okay to be white in this society. God right? bless. Where have you been? A spokesperson for the police force said it was li- li- liaising with local community groups as part of the investigation. All right. This is uh, important, compelling stuff. Okay. That's dumb bleep number three. Um, it's okay to be white. I mean, haven't you read White Fragility? Yeah. And this is the alternative. How, how, how is this some kind of hate crime that has occurred? You're literally telling a race of people that it's okay for them to be alive. Well, and be I mean, who they are. if you listen to D'Angelo, Nate, mm-hmm. and you've read White Fragility, yeah. the thing about it is, is even if you don't realize that you're being racist, the simple fact that you are white means you're racist. Therefore, by default, it's not okay to be white. That's, I guess that's true. Yeah, I never thought about it that way. So if you think about it that way, this yeah. is really offensive. Yeah, I got you, man. Okay. Yeah. Well, I retract. That's the white fragility problem. Mm. Okay. And That makes you know, total sense. D'Angelo laid it out beautifully. And if you say anything about that book, well, then that clearly just shows that she was right. Yeah. <laughs> if you that's, critique it. If you if critique you it. disagree with it. Mm-hmm. It it obviously means that you're a racist and, and, and actually you are regardless. Yeah. It doesn't even matter if you don't think that you are. Mm. Actually, that makes you more racist if you think you're not. Yeah. That's like the worst. That's highest level. Well, because you're being dismissive of yeah. the truth. Mm. And so that dismissive. dismissiveness 
Yeah. Watch out, guys. I got you. Okay. So I'm glad I'm glad they arranged to have it removed. We don't know if it's been removed yet or not. Um, it's been arranged though, so that should make everybody feel better. <laughs> Still waiting on the parliament parliamentarians to get together and decide the perfect removal process. If this was any other this. race, it would be a, it would be a fine poster. Like it's okay yeah. to be black. It's okay to be Asian. It's okay to be Neanderthal. <laughs> whatever. Whatever. Yeah. You know what's the uh, it's. It's okay to be. You're carrying. You're comparing blacks and Asians and Neanderthals now. I it's see. okay to be Latinx. Yeah, Latinx. <laughs> Latinx. Yeah. It's okay to be that. You know. Okay. You know what's not okay? This is, by the way, white people. I assumed that the next one was a um, satire piece when I first saw it. I was like, oh, that's funny. I never heard of that website for satire stuff before, but um, I guess it is. I guess it is satire, and then. I saw another person post in the group, and I went to the article. It's not. This is real life. It's real. Oh, my God. It's actually real. All right, don't believe number four. Canadian woman becomes world's... I can't even read this. I can't even actually uh, read this. Where is this from? Oh, now I can't remember. Hold on. I need, I need to, to know it. the, the yeah. name of the company. So look that up. Yeah, I'm going. Okay, this is a real article. Canadian woman... Now listen closely, folks. Canadian woman becomes world's first patient to be diagnosed with climate change. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let me read that again. Canadian woman becomes world's first patient to be diagnosed with climate change. And if you see here, they have a picture of, I, I'm guessing maybe the woman uh, with looks to be a medical care professional who's in full gown, by the way face mask and everything face mask face shield helmet i don't understand what the helmet's for perhaps the meteors are coming down or something i don't know i have no idea what's going on i i can also go with like joe said this could be like a deep fake like they're you know it's not a satire it's not presented as satire but they're they're posting something so ridiculous to see who will go with it I can believe that this is real. If you want to read the thing, I'll, <clears throat> I'm going to do some digging on the website and make sure. Because I don't want to present a dumb bleep that's just from, you know, The Onion or something like that. Okay. Yep. This is from... The only thing I can really find on it is Euro News, The Logical Indian. Um, oh, wait. This is, a, this is one from The Hill. Yeah, I think that yeah. I I think this, this is a real thing. This is real. Yeah. So this is yeah, this this is definitely this was posted by the hill. So, we're all suffering due to climate change, but this Canadian woman becomes the world's first patient to be diagnosed with climate change. The Canadian woman who is facing breathing problems is possibly the world's first patient to suffer from the direct effects of climate change. According to the doctors, the poor air quality and heat waves are responsible for her condition. Wait, now you're telling me that this is the first person that is suffering from direct effects from climate change? Mm -hmm. This is an epidemic. The 70-something-year-old was diagnosed after a heat wave by Dr. Kyle Merritt. All of her health problems have worsened, and she's really struggling to stay hydrated. We had to figure out how to cool someone in the emergency department. <laughs> what? <laughs> we had to figure... What? That's not true. They cool people all the time. What do you do when people come in with like a 105 fever or something? Not They've only never that, had to cool but you, anyone? 
you cool people when they are in stroke stroke protocol, any type of uh, heart condition or anything like that. The cooling happens as in emergency rooms all over the place all the time. This has been technology that they've had for a long time. They have entire freaking body suits and blankets and stuff to cool people. This is absurd. Not here. Um, Not in British Columbia. They had to figure it out how to cool someone in the emergency department. Uh, and I know this, by the way, because my wife's an ER nurse. So. <laughs> yeah. People were running out to the dollar store to buy spray bottles and the head of the emergency department. Oh, no. <laughs> this see is a they, terrible ER. See how they make this? So? Yeah. Oh, Canadian healthcare, though. At least it's free. Yeah. You yeah. know? <laughs> you get free spray bottles. They didn't yeah. charge you for the spray bottles. Canada saw a historic heat wave in June, unfortunately followed with thick smog season kindled by the multiple wildfires. British Columbia, the westernmost region of the nation, saw record-breaking temperatures earlier this year. According to experts, it led to over 500 deaths. Additionally, the wildfires worsened the air quality by 43 times than the acceptable levels after effects of the heat wave. The doctor in British Columbia noted that senior citizen was suffering from asthma. Which is something was, you don't get unless there's climate change. Right. But this was the first time that he attributed climate change as a direct cause of suffering. If we're not looking at the underlying cause and we're just treating the symptoms, we're just going to keep falling further and further behind. Yeah, that's why so, they diagnose hey, fat people with Doritos. That's what I was saying. Yeah. That's what I was just getting ready to say. Ugh. You stole the world words right out of my mouth. Uh, by the way, most people die because your heart attacks and kills you and your heart <laughs> attacks and kills you. The number one underlying reason is because you don't take care of yourself. So, um, we should definitely ban anything that's not good for you. Yeah, get rid of all of it. Now, they mentioned 500 people dying uh, from the heat. An interesting point that a lot of people are making right now. I think Michael Schellenberger, um, a few other Schellenberg, I can't remember which one that was, uh, really good at making this point that way more people die from cold than heat. That's an important thing to note. Just, just so everyone knows. They didn't compare that with the amount of people who died from extreme cold. But, of course, this is climate change. I'm sure this mm -hmm. doctor has no political ideology at all. This is just a straight-up objective doctorism. You just got to look at the underlying cause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, that's dumb bleep number four. Um, diagnosed with climate change. The next one is a doozy. This is from Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I just saw the live group. It's <clears throat> called McDonald Syndrome. Yeah. This is from Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who is most known for being the co-pilot in the, the first airplane movie. I think that's what he's most known for. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, not really much else other than that, <laughs> I guess. Maybe he plays some basketball, too. I think he played a little, a little, a little bit basketball. of basketball. Okay. Yeah. So he's chiming in on Aaron Rodgers. You guys remember A.A. Ron Rodgers? Mm -hmm. Didn't play last week because of COVID. Because he, he was insubordinate and churlish. <laughs> churlish. Churlish. Yeah. He was. So he wrote this thing on his sub stack uh, called Aaron Rodgers Didn't Just Lie. He's talking about how he is damaging professional sports by doing what he did. So let's From go From his in. lies, his illogical defense, and his hu hubris. It's hubris. It's yeah. hubris. Professional athletes have come so far from the dark days when the public saw them as perpetually partying adolescents. Those are very dark days. I look mm -hmm. back on those. I tell, tell those around campfires at night back when professional athletes were regarded as partying adolescents, mean-spirited bullies, and worse, dimwits. One step above tackling dummies on the evolutionary scale. This hard-fought change occurred gradually. They, they protested in the streets 
to make professional athletes look better. Um, this hard-fought change occurred gradually over decades as more and more athletes proved themselves to be passionate and articulate advocates for a better, more inclusive society. So as they have pushed for a more inclusive society, they have become smarter, is what's happened. <laughs> this shift in public perception is especially important when we understand how impactful athletes are and influence our children. As if guys like Wilt Chamberlain didn't sleep with <laughs> 10,000 women. According to Kaiser Family Foundation, 73% of children 10 to 17 look up and admire, to, admire famous athletes, second only to their parents. That's a sacred trust not to be abused. Unfortunately, the pandemic has revealed several athletes who abuse their position and responsibility, not just to the public, but to other professional athletes' livelihood. The latest abuser is Aaron Rodgers, who directly and deliberately lied to fans and the public when he assured everyone he was immunized, knowing that word would be interpreted as being vaccinated. He wasn't vaccinated, and he got COVID. He wasn't vaccinated, and he got COVID. There is a direct correlation because people who are vaccinated don't get COVID, so we know for sure. And he went massless during in-person press conferences, which not only violated NFL rules, but put everyone else's health at risk, even though they were vaccinated. And he just pointed out that he got COVID because he was unvaccinated. Instead of consulting immunologists, he consulted anti-vaxxer and podcast host Joe Rogan. <laughs> who also contracted the virus. You see, Joe Rogan also got COVID, so you can't uh, listen to anything he says either because obviously he doesn't know about not getting COVID. Okay? He got COVID. All right? If he ever requires open-heart surgery, will he hand the scalpel to romance writers because they know about matters of the heart? Wow, wow. Mm. What just a great point right there. What's especially bothersome is that Aaron Rodgers didn't just lie and threaten the health of those around him. He also damaged professional sports. Many athletes make a lot of money on endorsements, which depends on the public's favorable perception of athletes. So I'm not worried about anyone else like having bad perceptions of mm. athletes. In 2020, global sports sponsorship was worth $57 billion, Yet every time a pro athlete like Kyrie Irving, anti-vax, he put in there, Henry Ruggs, who killed someone while going 156 miles per hour, crashing his car, <clears throat> Evander Kane, forged a vaccination card or Aaron Rodgers does or says something stupid, the public trust in athletes lowers and sponsors might consider avoiding players in favor of actors, pop stars, or social media influencers. So he's damaging professional sports. I love how all of these things are equal, by the way. These are things that damage professional sports. Kyrie Irving doesn't want to get the vaccine. Evander Kane forged the vaccination card. Aaron Rodgers lied about having one of the COVID vaccines, I guess. And Henry Ruggs killed someone while driving recklessly with his car. Those are all basically <laughs> the same moral standard right mm -hmm. there. And so we need to write this long thing about, about Aaron Rodgers for sure. Rodgers' ignorance regarding the science of immunology brings back to life. See, they got to do this gaslighting thing too. Like you're ignorant, you don't understand, you're illogical, all of that stuff. Brings back to life the old stereotype of the big dumb jock. His other lack of even the most basic knowledge of logic is shocking. He stated the idea that this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated is just a total lie. The vaccine, if the vaccine is so great, then how come people are still getting COVID and spreading COVID and unfortunately dying of it? 
Kareem goes on to say those two statements don't belong together. Statistics show that 97% of those being hospitalized or who have died in the past several months are unvaccinated. The CDC found that unvaccinated are 11 times more likely to die than those who are vaccinated. By the way, both those risks are still really low. If he thinks that's a lie, what credible evidence does he have? Okay. The next thing, then he starts to contradict himself. This is the problem. And trust me, I cut a lot out of this. The second part of his statement, the second part of his statement that laments the vaccine isn't great because people are still dying and getting sick is staggeringly illogical. People are still getting COVID like him and Joe Rogan because they didn't get vaccinated. Yes, some people who have been vaccinated also caught it, but a lot fewer of them than the unvaccinated. So he's making the case that the vaccines are safe and effective, of course, but then also making the case at the same time that he put everyone's lives at risk by going around them with no mask on or anything. So that's where that's where some of this logic really starts to fall apart because it's all about how great the vaccines are, but then also it's too dangerous to be around anyone who could potentially have COVID as someone who has the vaccine against COVID. I'm just telling you, that's where this whole argument fell apart for everyone. And it's, <clears throat> that's what happened. It's not like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar during his career was just a, a bastion of the perfect role model. Yeah. I mean, he was seen at the Playboy Mansion. He... <laughs> Several times. Uh, he partied a lot. Which is fine. Yeah. All that's fine. All that's fine. But if you're gonna if you're gonna dog someone, and this is what I was looking up, <clears throat> um, because his obviously during his career he wasn't that's what I was getting at. He wasn't a, a beacon of the perfect role model. Yeah. And so if you're gonna bash someone for not being a role model, and that's how he started this whole thing out, well then you better make sure your record's clean. Mm-hmm. And uh it's not. Not it's clean. not clean. Um, he complained that cancel culture was coming for him, but his own words cancel him as a liar and a bad thinker. <laughs> yes, that is right. He has canceled himself by being a bad thinker. You can't complain about cancel culture when you're the one who is a bad thinker, according to me. Now, here's where I agree with him somewhat on the Aaron thing. Aaron, sorry. If he had a principled objection to the vaccine, he could have chosen not to play, like Kyrie Irving who at least is honest. Now, that's one where Kyrie Irving had more guts to actually not be able to play than what Aaron Rodgers did, if it is, in fact, the case that he just simply didn't want to get the vaccine, but then he kind of maybe uh, told press or whoever. But he, he A.A. Ron also said that he told the NFL about his situation. So I don't know. And, of course, at the end, I can't help but think of Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> who was blacklisted by the NFL for passively expressing this frustration with systemic racism, a brave act meant to help his community and save lives where multimillionaire Rogers will continue to play despite lying to the fans and his teammates and putting innocent lives in danger. Time will tell whether Rogers will be judged by the content of his character or the strength of his throwing arm. <laughs> He'll be judged by the strength of his throwing arm. And so would Colin Kaepernick if he was as good as, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and you know what's um, what's so interesting about this is, of course, he had to bring up Colin Kaepernick, and also he never lied to his fans or teammates. Yeah, he told like his teammates knew that he wasn't vaccinated, and in fact, he even says this video we showed that he brought to the league what he was doing to see if it met their vaccine protocol because he's allergic. Yeah. And he was basically going like, back and forth with them on that. Aaron, 
I don't care if you're allergic to peanut butter. <laughs> Take it, the peanut butter. You have to eat peanut butter because everyone <laughs> is eating peanut butter. Yeah. You might die from the peanut butter, but everyone has to do it. The, the main thing that bothers me is how do we get to this point where like lying about your vaccination status becomes like the most egregious sin that you could commit yeah. as a as a professional athlete? Like that's the worst thing out of all the things that we know. And I'm not saying that all the people in there are criminals, good for nothing tricksters or anything like that. <laughs> I'm just saying there's a lot of stuff that goes on. All right. There's a lot of stuff that people do. And this how did our society get to the point where lying about COVID? Did he get anyone sick? Has anyone died? Has anyone Probably. on the Packers team died? Probably it, he killed 10,000 people. Any of the media personnel die? Anything like that happen? No, probably not. I don't think they have. I'm sure we would know. They'd, be, they'd have him up in, on murder charges in Kenosha if that were the case. You know, another thing, I, I sent Nate an article last night about something I want to cover on Monday, which we haven't really covered yet which is the, um, you guys see all the uh, global energy crisis news coming out and all of that. A lot of stuff. And um, of course, they're talking about inflation and all those things. Don't forget at the very beginning of this thing, when Nate and I talked about how many or the multiple, the, the multiple ways that people can die. Mm-hmm. The virus isn't just the only one. Yeah. And how many people, it's going to be hard to quantify, but we're going to try to keep track in a way of how many people are actually going to suffer and die from all of the impacts of our response to this pandemic. And what he's arguing here is, is that it would be better if Rogers didn't play because he's not vaccinated. Um, which means probably less people at the games. Yeah. Not at Lambeau, not at Lambeau. If they end up losing a bunch of games. Yeah. If they end up losing a bunch of games. I mean, they'll, they'll fill up the stadium, but it might be at a cheaper price. Or it's better that the NFL doesn't even play, you know, shut everything down. Because of the impacts that are that are happening, because they disregard all the other ways that humans can die. Yeah, that's typically the thing. This is the only thing that matters. I I read that's it. Yeah, COVID is the only thing, and this is what this is what really frustrates me. Um, I read that we've only we're only we only produce like one third of the ammonia we we need to produce Mm. for fertilizer for all the food that we produce that feeds people. You're saying I need to start getting worried about ammonia? I don't know. Okay. I think you need an ammonia vaccine probably. <laughs> yeah. That's what probably. we really need to focus on. Okay. But yeah, he got the ammonia. <laughs> <laughs> it's a symptom. Anyway. And of course yeah. he had to compare the fact that Aaron Rodgers was white and Colorado Cabin is black. Yeah. Just, well, that's obviously the main thing. It's Yeah. There's other people doing that right now with uh, C.D. Lamb, by the way. C.D. Lamb, you see, has been getting fined for having his jersey untucked. And he just kind of, it's like a thing he does. It's like, it's not even like totally untucked. It's like an inch too far out Mm -hmm. is what's going on. He got fined more. C.D. Lamb got fined more for an untucked jersey than they just fined Aaron Rodgers for this. And so obviously the Twitter sphere decided that this is because C.D. Lamb is a wide receiver. Also black. Yeah. That, that that was what was going on. What would really matter is um, what protocols do they have in place? What rules do they have set out for what they're going to, how they're going to find stuff? But I don't know if it's purely because CeeDee Lamb's black. I don't think that that's really the thing. So I don't know. That's why I didn't go in here because I don't know. I don't know their intent, but I'm sure mediaite could tell me what the <laughs> intent was. 
All right, Dumb Bleep number six. This is going to be the last one for the podcast because the live group is going to get Dumb Bleep number seven mm, and the voting okay, privileges. Okay. Okay. So we're going to end the show after this and then continue on for the live group. I think that's a better way of doing it. And it saves you from having to make all those cuts. Okay. See how generous I am? Look at that efficiency. See how generous I am? Yeah. Okay. All right, Dumb Bleep number six. Van Morrison sued for defamation by uh, Ireland official over COVID criticism. Getting sued by the government for talking getting bad sued about them. By the government. Yeah. Northern Ireland's <laughs> health minister is suing Van Morrison after the single called him very dangerous for his handling of coronavirus restrictions. The Belfast born singer opposes restrictions to curb the spread of the virus and he has released several songs criticizing lockdowns. Ooh. We announced parental warnings on those things. <laughs> parental advisory sticker. Yeah. yeah. He denounced Northern Ireland Health Minister Robin Swan during a gathering at Belfast Europa Hotel in June after a Morrison concert was canceled at the last minute because of virus restrictions. The defamation suit relates to three incidents in which Morrison criticized Swan, calling him a fraud and very dangerous. Ooh, he called me a fraud. Mom, mom, he called me a fraud. He said I'm dangerous. Swan responded in an article for Rolling Stone magazine calling the Moon Dance singer's claims bizarre and irresponsible. Mm-hmm. Swan's lawyer, Paul Tweed, said proceedings are at an advanced stage with an anticipated hearing date early in 2022. Well, that'll be on court TV right there. That, that'll be the next <laughs> most watched trial. No, this is just crazy. Sometimes maybe you got to have some appreciation for the fact that we have a little bit of a First, first Amendment here and that we can criticize our government. This is literally someone who said that someone in the government was dangerous. They're getting sued. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine just random citizens being sued? By the government? By the government for talking bad about them? For saying one thing? Oh, they don't have a First Amendment up there. Not that ours is perfect or anything. But, it but does they help should be based on the English common law, yeah. which is what, you know, where our First Amendment is derived from. Um. But this is this is happening all over Europe, by the way. I mean, we just went over a poster and how they're <laughs> how they're. It's a hate literally. Crime. It's a hate crime. It's Only a, thing worse is if someone would have posted that on social media. Yeah, that would have been way worse. It's a hate incident to put yeah. up a poster. Can you imagine when those things start showing up in the metaverse? Uh oh, that's gonna be rough. Yeah, I just imagine them shutting, having COVID lockdowns in the metaverse. <laughs> <laughs> Just to set a good example right, for everyone. Right. Or everybody's walking around with masks. Yeah. <laughs> you can only join the metaverse if you're vaccinated. If you're <laughs> oh, they have to go through all these COVID protocols. Oh, man. All right. Well, if you want to close this out and everyone stick around for the last dumb bleep. That's we right. Can do that. All right. If you enjoyed today's show and you want to be part of the last dumb bleep, which is dumb bleep number seven and get your votes in, then you need to sign up at goodmorningliberty.locals.com, goodmorningliberties.locals.com. We want you guys to be a part of the live group. It's only five bucks a month, or you can sign up for the whole year and save a bunch of money. It's so basically cost you nothing. So yeah. please do that. There's lots of new listeners here, so we want you guys to be a part. Ask anyone in the live group who just recently joined how much fun it is. You got to join the live group. Yeah, to ask join them, and ask yeah. them, hey, how much fun is this? Yeah. And they'll tell you. This is kind of like the, you know, Obamacare thing with you got to join the group to see what's in the group. Okay. Yeah. That's what you have to do. It's true. It makes sense. Yeah, it does make total (laughs) sense. So do that. Uh, Also continue to uh, the free ways because we don't, you don't have to join. So the free ways to support the show is to 
uh, well, listen to the ads and then share the show with a friend. Leave us a rating and review if you guys do all of those things. We will be back again on Monday. I hope you have a good weekend and a good morning, Liberty. Join the group. <laughs>